Okay, gentlemen, good morning. We need to pay a little attention to understand this uh, nuance. David Melech says, As we've been learning the last few days. My help is from Hashem, the one who created the heavens and earth. Who's speaking? Who's talking? David. Aizri. My help. Right? So he's talking what he said. He's telling us. He's talking about himself. Next pasuk. It says, Al yiten lamot raglecha. Let me just first explain what the words mean. Al yanum shomrecha. Which means that when your feet are walking or standing, Hashem will not allow your feet or your foot. Raglecha is actually your foot. It's not it's without a yud, not plural. It's one. Will not allow it to fall. Al yiten lamot raglecha. He will now not allow your foot to fall. Al yanun shomrecha means the one who is watching you. He won't even take a a slight, not just sleep. Not that he won't sleep. Even ah. Uh, yeah. Slumber, is that no, called? Not slumber, 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 not out, like the not, like not even a nap. Something even less. What's less than a nap? You know what? You guys do this all the time in class. <laughs> what is what is that called? Snooze. I like it. Snooze. Snooze is good. Yes. Okay. One more time. One more time. It's just going to get cold. means the one who is watching you. Will not even snooze. Good, so let's review the Pasuk that together. Hashem is not going to let your foot fall. He, the one who's watching you, he's not even going to take a snooze. Okay. What, is, what does that mean, first of all? And even maybe a little more complicated. Why is he talking now? Someone someone else is talking now? He was talking. Aizri, my help comes from Hashem. So he should have said, my foot won't fall. Right? The one who is watching me, Shomri, if he's talking about himself in the previous pasuk, you guys are with me? Did I lose you? One more time. Ayazri means my helper. So I'm referring to Hashem. I'm talking. He's the one who helps me. So it should say, Al, right? Yeten lamot ragli. My leg will not fall. Al yanum shomri. Right? Al means the one who watches me will not snooze. How did it end up? The next basuk is, again, he starts with me, and then it seems that somebody else is talking. 
And he's telling him, Ali iten lamot raglecha. Hashem is not going to allow your foot to fall. The one who's watching you. Who, who's talking to him now? Again, we started, he's talking. How did it come? Who, who is the other voice? When he says, Azri, right? He's talking to us about himself. My help comes from Hashem. Next pasuk sounds like someone is talking to him. And he's telling him, David, your foot, he's not going to let it fall. The one who watches you, he's not going to snooze. Who is talking to him? Who else is in this paddock that is speaking to him? Don't talk to yourself, Raglecha. I'm going to tell you what the Malbim says. Something very beautiful. I'm going to say it in my own words, though. Before I tell you what the Malbim says, I'm going to share with you a story. The story comes in Parashat Vayeshev. Famous story of Yosef. It says by Yosef, he was 17 years old. He was the apple of his father's eye. His father loved him. And even treated him with a little extra love. And his brothers were very suspicious of him. They felt that he was out to get them. We're not going to get into all the details. Bottom line, this 17-year-old young man woke up one morning on top of the world, the son of the great Yaakov Avinu, the one that's beloved from the family, very close to his father. Maybe he learned Havruta with his father. Yosef, that's how he woke up one morning. On top of the world. His father tells him to go. To see how his brothers are doing. He sends them. He sends him to his brothers. He goes. And you know what happened? They. They have a plan to kill him. They end up not killing him. They throw him into the board. They throw him into a pit. And then. They realize that in the pit, that maybe it's too much responsibility to throw him in the pit. So they decide to sell him to Yishmaelim. They saw Arabs. They sold him to the Arabs. These Arabs were going to Egypt. Look at the way the Torah describes piece of the story. The brothers, this is after he's in the pit. They looked up and they saw They saw a group of Arabs That's coming from Gilad And their camels That's what they were riding on Nosim Were carrying merchandise They were business people What were they carrying? Nechot Utsri Valot. They were carrying three different items with them. What are these items? These are all 
different types of spices. Spices. Good smelling spices. Nechot, Siri, and Lot. That's what they were carrying. Where were they going? Holchim lehorid Mitzrayman. They were going to sell the goods in Egypt. So that's how Yosef ended up in Egypt. Because they sold them to these Arabs. And that's the beginning of the story of Yosef. Obviously, anyone who knows Torah knows that unnecessary information is not one of the attributes of the Torah. In fact, it's the opposite. A lot of necessary information is not even mentioned or even sometimes just hinted to. And here, we know we need to know the story that Yosef ended up in Mitzrayim. I mean, it's a very important part of our history. And a lot of what happened to Yosef is important for us to learn from as we do all the time. But this detail, what the camels of the Arabs were carrying, what kind of goods they had, what does that do for us? All we need to know is there were Arabs going to Egypt. And he ended up with them, and that's how he got there. Why do we need to know what they were selling, what they were taking with them to Egypt? That's a question. It's not my question. The question of Hazal, they ask this question, it's an obvious question. Why the Torah specifies what they were carrying with them when they were going down to Egypt? Comes Rashi, Alava Shalom, and says, he brings the words of Hazal. He says, why does it say what they were carrying? Lama pirsema katu et masa'am. Why does the Pasuk have to mention what they were carrying? Interesting. To tell us the reward of righteous people. Arabs, it's not their custom, not the norm. Laset, to move, to sell. Ela neft ve'aitran. See, they were in the oil business already for a very long time. Arabs already, for, this is going back 3,600 years, 3,500 years ago. The Arabs, their business is neft, is oil, and that's what they sell. And taught right, ve'aitran, sherehan ra. Those have a difficult smell. He says, But for Yosef, he got, by his good fortune, instead of sitting in a, in a carriage or with, on a camel that smells and reeks, he got besamim. He got good perfume, good spices. Shelo yuzak that he shouldn't get hurt or damaged or feel uh, uncomfortable with a bad smell. So why does the Torah, why does the Torah mention what the Arabs were carrying? Says Rashi, and it's a Midrash. 
The Midrash says because the Torah is highlighting something special that happened for Yosef. That instead of sitting on a camel that smells and be uncomfortable the whole ride to Egypt, he got the smell of spices. This was a great reward for the righteous Yosef. That's the famous words of Rashi, Allah Shalom. Obviously, this Rashi is very troublesome. It's very bothersome. Because you're talking about a man who is having not just the worst day of his life, arguably one of the worst days of any human's life. You know, it's one thing when you're having a hard day. But when you woke up in the morning, on top of the world, the top, you're the son, the favorite son of the greatest man in the world, Yaakov Avinu. That's how you woke up. And within hours, within hours, you almost died twice. Your brothers all turned against you. You lost touch with your father. And now you're sold to be a slave. You know how far being Yaakov's son to being a slave in the low land of Egypt. So you're talking about one of the worst days at that moment that he's going down. Again, I don't want to compare it to current events, but you saw some of the images of a hostage being taken. You're talking about a man who was on top of the world and within a few hours he's basically taken as a hostage but not as a hostage even worse than a hostage he's a slave that's it you know in the olden days when you're a slave then you're a slave there's no uh you know it's, it's not a business deal you're you're now owned by somebody and you could only be sold. You're a merchandise. You're no longer a free man. That's the way, that, that's, that's the world of slavery. So this man, at 17 years old, lost his freedom, lost his family, lost his father, lost his spirituality. Imagine living in the home of Yaakov Avinu, and now you're going to Egypt. And who knows whose home you're going to end up in. Egypt was the lowest spirituality in the time. It was the low of the low. He lost it all within hours. That's called having a hard day. Hard day. So when you talk about perfume, you know, if I tell you you enjoy perfume, you enjoy a good smell, he said, of course, when do you enjoy a good smell? A guy, you know, in the summer, he goes out to the backyard, Nice 80 degrees, nice breeze. He has some of the flowers on the side, giving the good fragrance. He sits there with a, with a book, reading something he enjoys. They bring him a drink or two to enjoy the moment, right? Beautiful. The sun is shining on him. He's relaxing. It all comes together. Where do you, where do you see perfume? Whatever there's a happy occasion. You go to a wedding, sometimes you see they put uh, 
a good smell in the hall to enhance the happiness of the moment. You ever see people wearing perfume to go to, uh, to God forbid, their, their father's funeral? It, it's, it, is that a time to put on perfume now? You ever go to, uh, to Levaya and they're spraying uh, good smells that everyone could enjoy? They don't do that. You know why they don't do that? Because you can't enjoy a good smell if you're not in a good mood. Smell is a good smell enhances a nice, enjoyable situation. Smell, a good smell upgrades it. But in a time of pain, a smell doesn't do anything. Who's in the mood? You think Yosef is sitting there on his camel saying, Oh, wow, amazing, the smell. So lucky that I have this smell, you think. The man is suffering. I one time gave a mashal on this. Imagine a guy, just to give a real life example. Imagine a guy's in jail. He's on death row. And finally they told him, today is the day. We're going to take your life today. They told him, but we don't do it right over here. We have to fly you somewhere. And over there, they're going to do the death sentence. Okay, beautiful. So they told him, they told him, we're going to fly you private. <laughs> Don't worry, you're not going to go commercial. You're going in a beautiful private plane. Look at the sea. What? 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 There's something to say. Look at the That's what he says. Very nice. You think that a person who's going to get killed has any interest if he's going private or he's going commercial, if he's going business class or he's going first class. What are we talking about here? Yosef over here, they're pointing out, look how Hashem deals with righteous people. That instead of the smelly oil, he gave Yosef a great smell to enjoy on his way down to Egypt. It's very hard to understand that Yosef would even recognize that smell in this time of great pain, of suffering, of who knows where he's going, what's going to happen to him. So what, what, what is, again, back to the question. The Torah tells us what they were carrying. We got stuck. Why does the Torah have to tell us? Hazal explained to us. No, because look how Hashem takes care of him. But really, if you think with a bigger head, you realize that's not called taking care of him. Smelling perfume on a very difficult day doesn't seem to be a very, uh, very real enjoyment or pleasure. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to read for you. A pasuk in Mishleh. This is such an important pasuk that every one of us needs to memorize it and memorize its unbelievable value and principle. Says Shalomu Melech with full confidence. Ruach ish 
What does Ruach mean? The spirit of a person. Yechalkel mahalehu. Mahalehu means mahala, lo alenu. What's a mahala? Say, guys, a mahala. A real bad illness. We've heard, unfortunately, all of a sudden one day you wake up, yep. Guys, an illness. I, I saw him yesterday. He looked perfect, looked fine. Says Shalomah that the spirit of a man, Yechalkel, will feed his sickness. Which means that sickness could be fed. I never knew that. That a person who is sick, we've heard a person who's hungry that gets fed. We heard a person who needs honor that gets fed. We never heard of a sickness that gets kalkala. There's a diet. The word yechalkel really means a diet. There is a diet for mahala. Imagine that. Yechalkel mahalel. Imagine, you see a person, you should never see it, that got a mahala. Oh, I got to give you a diet for this one. What are you talking about? A diet for a sickness? Are you talking the same language? Says Shalomu HaMelech, there is something that is the diet, Yechalkel Mahalehu. It's the diet of a mahala. should never need it, but you got to know about it. What is the diet of a mahala? What is a mahala hungry for? That you could feed it to diet. Says Shalomu HaMelech, Ruach Ish. Ruach Ish means the spirit of the person. Unbelievable. Your spirit if you get the right spirit, if you know how to get to the right ruach, it's easy to say, it's easy to preach about. But when you're in a hard place in life, it's not so easy. Everyone could tell you, how oh, come on, cheer up. You know, people say all those type of lines. It's going to be good. People have all kinds, they have good intentions. They give you all kinds of like pep talks to like get your spirit up. So people mean well when they tell you it's going to be okay. Come on, raise your spirits, don't be down. They mean well. But usually those words are really either upsetting, because you feel a little bit, what's the right word? You feel offended by those words. When someone tells you to cheer up, you feel offended. Why do you feel offended? Because it makes you sound like you want to feel this way. Like you're such a hamor that you decided to feel down. So the guy comes with this great idea and says, hey, guys, cheer up. And you say, what do you think, I'm stupid? You think I decided to feel this one? So it's a little bit, uh, it's offensive when a guy tells you to cheer up when you feel down. He makes it sound like you chose to feel this way, as if you don't know that it's better to be cheered up so it's offensive sometimes it's hurtful and sometimes very frustrating because 
Well, what do you want me to do? It's very nice to tell someone who's down or his scared, he's scared. He got a mahala and tell him to cheer up. How do you do that? But says Shalomah but you should know. Ruach Ish, your spirit on a hard day, in a hard situation, is the diet of a mahala. Unbelievable. That means a mahala is something not good, something scary, terrible. But like everything in life, there's a diet for it. And if you know how to get your hands on this diet, you're going to be in a good place. Unbelievable. Who, would have, who, who knew that? What's the diet? Ruach ish. You need a good spirit. Now, those words are beautiful, but very hard to actually achieve. Right? He's telling you what the diet is, but really, where you where are you buying it from? Where is the guy who has a mahala? Where is he shopping for this ruach ish? But that's what Shlomo Melch says. You better go look for it. Because you need it. In this time, there's no greater diet that you could help yourself with. In fact, just Mina Shemayim, I saw a doctor two nights ago, leaving shul. And we're talking about different things. He's, he listens to the, to the classes. He says, I want to tell you something. I forgot what thing I said. And he said, I was listening and I said, wow, how true that he's a surgeon. This doctor, this doctor. He says... You have no idea when we when we deal with a patient how different his future and his uh, uh, treatment is his recovery on his mood. When a guy gives up or feels like it's over, he really causes it. Look at the next words of Shlomo Melch. He didn't finish. Ruach Nechea means a low spirit, meaning a guy is down, he's depressed, he's not. means who is able to lift such a person? That means even if you're healthy, forget sickness, even if you're a healthy person, you have everything going for you, but your spirit is down. You're, you're on your way out. There's no, there's no cure for you. Either you'll get yourself in trouble or you'll become depressed or both. So Shlomo Melech is telling us real facts here. That in life, one of your most important assets is a ruach ish. is to be a person of spirit. Spirit means you have a positive view of what's going on in life you see good you have ayin tova you see good when you open your eyes that's called ruach ish ruach ish is so critical in our lives that even if we have a mahala it's able to make it better potatoes will make it better chicken will make it better a steak will make it better but your ruach is very powerful. And the opposite, a low spirit, 
There is no possibility of success in that situation. These are the words of Shalomah Melech. So they're very wise words, but really very frustrating words because, okay, how do you do that? What does that mean? How do you, how do you give yourself that ruach in your life? Always, especially when you're having a hard hour, a hard minute, a hard day, a hard month. How do you, how do, you do that? By the way, society today is struggling with this even when days aren't so hard. People struggling tremendously with their rule, even if their life is pretty good, but they just lost, they lost their ability, they lost their ability to turn on the ruah button. Where is this ruah button? Where do you find it? How much does it cost? Lucky or unlucky for us, for the rich people not so lucky, for the poor people lucky, you can't buy this one. So a wealthy person, usually he buys what he needs. But this one you can't buy. No matter how much money you have, you can't buy it. That's the bad news for a wealthy guy. For a poor guy, the good news is that you don't need any money to be able to acquire it. How do you get this? This Pasuk in Tehillim that we're learning today is telling us how we get it. With the help of the story from Yosef at Sadiq. We asked Yosef at Sadiq, he's really gonna enjoy the perfume as he's going down to Egypt. He's really in that mood right now to enjoy perfume. It wasn't the perfume that he would enjoy. It was a different kind of perfume. Or better yet, usually when you enjoy perfume, you enjoy the smell. But Yosef here took something else from that perfume. What did he take? He took from it for a very powerful message. Now you have to be Yosef to be able to see this message. If me and you were sitting in that, on that camel and we smell perfume, I don't know if we would have smelled it. And if, even if we did, we wouldn't, it wouldn't make a difference. But a great person like Yosef was able to see in this perfume that Hashem is talking to him. Or better yet, the perfume is talking to him. What's the perfume telling him? Hashem didn't forget about you. Don't think you're here randomly. Don't think the one who's watching you fell asleep. Don't think your creator wants to break you. The perfume is talking to Yosef. And he's telling him, You have been sent this perfume to tell you a message. That your creator is not interested in your leg falling. You may be on the run. You may be in a difficult situation. But the goal isn't that you should fall. The perfume is telling yourself, the one who watches over you. He didn't snooze. That's not what happened here. 
You didn't end up going to Egypt. You didn't end up getting sold by your brothers because the Shomer fell asleep. Your Shomer never took a snooze. He's watching you over you now. He put you in this situation. That's what Yosef got from the perfume. He got this pasuk in Tehilim. He got the sound talking to him. Hashem didn't forget about you. Can I tell you a little more where this comes from? Says the Mesilat Yesharim. Hine. En lecha adam. Listen to these words. They could be understood on so many levels. He says, En lecha adam. There isn't a human. Be'eze matzav she'yimatzeh. In any life situation that he finds himself. There isn't. No matter what the situation. Im ani, im ashir. He lost all his money. He has a lot of money. Im bari, if he's healthy. Um he has a mahala lo'alenu. Just examples. Of course, many more life difficulties. There isn't a human, listen to this, Shelo that you won't be able to see niflaot, wonders, There isn't a person who won't see, he won't be able to see good things in his situation. Which means, says the Mesilat Yesharim, when Hashem puts somebody on a difficult journey, whether it's an hour or a day or a year, when a person is put on a journey, Hashem will always put perfume in that journey. Now, if you're not like Yosef, so you won't hear it. You'll just dismiss it or you'll ignore it. But if you're online, if you know how to read, if you know how to hear, if you know how to look with your eyes, you will find, says Mesheshaim, there isn't a situation in life that you won't be able to find the perfume. It's a guarantee. Hashem will always give you something in the worst darkness Something to look at and say, wow, why did I get that? How did that happen? Sometimes you hear people in the worst situation. They're on their way to the hospital because of a terrible incident that took place. And they'll tell you, you don't know what happened. Mina shamayim, you don't know. We were there and the Hatzalah guy happened to be parked next to us. Now, in the truth of the story, that was a horrible day. And they're in a horrible position. But the fact that the Hatzalah guy happened to be next to you at that minute, that's perfume. If you, if you have your eyes open, you're going to see in your situation, not somewhere else. In your difficult situation, you're going to see perfume. And that perfume... 
is sent to you to deliver a very powerful message. Do not think you're in this place right now because the Creator is interested in breaking you. Raglecha is a guy whose foot is moving, he's running, he's frantic. The goal isn't to break you. The goal is to make you. Al Yanum Shomrecha. The one who is watching you is still watching you. He didn't snooze. He didn't forget about you. He's putting you in a different place today because that's where you need to be right now. Something great could happen from this situation, but you're not going to be able to do it unless you feed your mahalan. Ruach Ish. Ruach Ish, where does it come from? Where can a person acquire a great spirit in his life, even in the most difficult situation? For sure, in good situations, you could see Ruach Ish. That's easy. But where do you find that Ruach in a difficult situation? Says David Melech, there's going to be a sound here. Look, look at the words. I got this from the Malbim. It doesn't say this exactly. But I saw his words. I got so excited. Says the Malbim. Metzayer. Al is explaining this pasuk. Metzayer means he's, uh, he's illustrating. Sheshomeya kol omer elav. Then he hears a sound, a voice that's talking to him. Da, no, ki agavoa mimcha, the one above you, lo sara ashkahato meitcharega. He didn't forget about you. Veashkahato kefula, and his ashkaha is with you. And he explains in detail the wording of the pasuk. How how powerful is that? Says David, and how how do you get to this? How do you get to hear these sounds? We all have it. There's not a, there's not a, I don't remember a story where a person was in a very difficult thing where he didn't tell you, Guys, father passed away. I just went recently to a Shiva. His father passed away. It was not so easy for the family. I'm sitting there at the Shiva and all they're telling me is Yad Hashem. Ah, you don't know how we went to the doctor and they said this and look, Pointing out all of the perfumes along the way. If you have good eyes, and if you live with Hashem, says says David Melech, if you live if you live with such a mindset, then even when you have no guarantee you won't have hard days, life is not always smooth. But one guarantee is that your hard days will always come with a sound. A sound that gives you the strength. When you know that you're supposed to be where you are right now, and the one who's watching you put you here, and the one who cares for you put you in that situation, all of a sudden you see it as a challenge. You don't see it as a roadblock. Very big difference when they see a hurdle in the Olympics. The Olympic hurdle runner, right? When they see, imagine the guy coming to, comes to the Olympics, he's on the Olympic team, 
And now he tells him, okay, get ready, get set, go. You're in the race. Tells the guy, why do I have to have the hurdles there? Why do I put the hurdles there? I could do it so much faster without the hurdles. Tell him, Hamor, if not for the hurdles, you wouldn't be here. You're here because of the hurdles. So do you look, look at your difficult moments in life as a roadblock? Or do you look at it as a hurdle to jump over? That's what the Ruach does for you. The Ruach takes a bad situation and makes it an opportunity. Now you understand how Yosef in Mitzrayim, wherever he goes, guy's doing great. Goes to be a slave, best slave in history. Guy takes over the house, he's running the show, they trust him with everything. He becomes the most successful ever. He's in jail. He becomes very successful there too. They make him in charge of the jail. You take care of him. Wherever he goes in life, he's calm. He goes in front of Paro. Paro sends for him frantically. I need someone to uh, interpret my dreams. They rush him out. Pasuk says, They rushed him out of the border. They told him, let's go. Paro needs you. Hurry up. This could be your chance. He says, I'm sorry, I can't leave right now. What? Are you, are you crazy? Paro, the most powerful man in the world, needs you right now. He sent us to grab you. There's no time to wait. He says, I'm sorry, I'm not going. Not going? What are we talking about? He says, you think I can go in front of a melech like this? I can get in front of a king dressed the way I dress? I haven't, I haven't cleaned up haven't shaved in 10 years. You think I'm going to the king looking like that? Is that the way I honor the melech? Sir, the king wants you. I don't care. I will not go out of disrespect. I'm not doing it. He won't go. They had to get him a uh, guy to fit him. They get him uh, one of these, you know, uh, custom tailor. They got him to... They made it. They had to wait till... They make the clothes for him. They got him a barber. They got him a dick. Till he went with kavod. Where do you get such menuhata uh, nefesh? Such peace of mind. Where do you get that? Paro tells him, I heard you're a great man. I heard you're a genius interpreter. He tells him, oh no. Oh, stop. Excuse me, Paro. It's not true. You heard wrong. Could you imagine arguing Paro? Tell me you heard wrong, blah, that. It's not me. You know who tells me? The creator of the world is the one who will answer you. By the way, you're talking to a guy who thinks he wants to portray himself as the creator. That's how he talks. He walks around Egypt as God. Everyone bows to him. What does Yosef tell him? God will answer you. What? Are you, are you nuts? What are you doing? Menuhata nefesh. Peace of mind. No. He has no worries. You know why he has no worries? Because he sees Ali He sees Hashem is with him. Just remember, every life situation, you need a good ruach. You need and you need to see it. You'll see it. And when you see it, don't just say, Oh wow, what a nice thing along the way. Oh, what a nice thing the Hatzalah guy was there. Oh, what a nice thing. We ended up finding I remember I had a relative of mine that something happened to him and uh, he fell or something, tripped. He went to the doctor, 
And uh, at the doctor, they find out he had something in his heart. And he ended up getting heart surgery. And thank God, he took care of himself. That's easy, that one. But you have to, when you see perfume along the way, don't just take it as perfume. Hear the sound of the perfume. The perfume was sent to send you a powerful message. You're here to make the hurdle to, to go higher, to jump over. This is not accidental. Rabotai, have a wonderful day.